I'm DJ Off Belay, and this is the Alt Rap Pipeline Deep Cuts, where we interview some of the up and coming talent out of the Alt Rap Underground. Today, today I'm here with Kwame Adu. What's good, man? How are you doing? Um, I've been doing all right. It's a lot going on. I like to think. Yeah. So I've mm-hmm. been pretty busy, but it's good stress. Better than bad stress. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like to be busy. Better than having nothing to do, I guess. So, uh, Kwame, what for some of our viewers that don't know you or haven't heard your music, maybe you give yourself like a little intro, what sort of type of music you make, um, yeah, how long you've been making music, that sort of stuff? Yeah, um, me as Kwame Adu, I'm a New Jersey native, born and raised, uh, I've been making hip-hop and rapping maybe since 2010, and just professionally recording it since 2014 um yeah i I rap i make beats i engineer uh a lot of my stuff a lot of my sound is like i think it's like poetic it can be very poetic but i like to keep it high energy or low energy like super like nothing in between um Mm -hmm. yeah um, a lot of that, very, very much poetic, very much storyteller-esque. I don't know if I'm a storyteller per se, but I like to paint pictures in what I'm saying. Yeah, I think poetic is a good way to put how a lot of your songs come off, especially because you have really short form songs. They're all really, really, um, yeah, just sort of short and punchy, I feel like. Not a lot of fluff to them. It's really nice, dense, especially like... I know, even just your EPs that you put out, like under Kwamze with Zay, they're just like five songs, but they're still just so dense. It sounds like I listened to a whole album almost. Yeah, those are crazy. Like, honestly, I didn't, it, they were all so like in the moment that I didn't even know what I was doing. I don't know if Zay knew what he was doing. It's crazy just making that. Yeah, so those were sort of just like a product of, like one or a few days of just like tapping in and it wasn't like, it sounds like you weren't really trying to make an album when you did that. Is that sort of like how you normally make your stuff? You just let what happens happens or do you sort of have like some sort of driving, I don't know, like is there, before you make a song or an EP, is it sort of you just go in and see whatever happens happens or do sometimes you're like, oh, I want to make a song about this and then you start? I think... Well, if I'm speaking like for myself and like my music as a solo artist, I think I tend to be more intentional. I think Mm -hmm. um, it'll start out pretty raw and I'll like to flesh it out into something more solid. Um, When it comes to a lot of what um, Zay and I have released under Kwam Zay, uh, it was very much like that was super like I'll say unintentional, like super in the moment. Um, really just getting off our skill set, like just showing what we could do, you know, um, it's not like super, super planned out or anything. You just kind of black out and see what happens. Even the first Kwamze EP, Motherland, took a weekend to record and then, you know, mm. just a week to finish overall. You know. Wow, that's, that's pretty impressive. I feel, yeah, I feel like maybe once you get sort of something like that you don't want to overthink it you just want to tap in 
So you said you sort of touched on in the beginning, you've been making music all the way since back in like 2010. Um, like, how have you sort of changed how you've made music back then versus now? Well, I'm turning 25 at the end of the year. So when I started rapping, I was 12. So mm. my entire perspective as a human being has already been like changed like 10 times over. And I, I've traveled to different locations and met different sort of people. And even the music that I listened to um, back then on a day-to-day -day basis, I wasn't even listening to music on a day-to-day -day basis when I started making music. So it's like the fact that what I'm doing now sounds like what it is, I think is just, you know, just a result of experience. Like mm -hmm. if, you, if you look back far enough, you could still see small parts of who I would be now in my old music when I'm like 14. But um, I think the biggest change was just, you know, just having a sense of experience and just growing into being myself. The music kind of just followed up right after. Yeah. Um, where are you from? Do you feel like that has sort of an impact on your sound? Like people you're surrounded with? I don't know if being in, you said LA or west coast i don't know if that's new for you you've always been there uh i've been in la for on and off like five years um mm -hmm. but i've mostly been in new jersey and uh, i spent some time in uh central pennsylvania so i think what and i'm on top of that my family's from ghana like i'm a first generation american so mm -hmm. it definitely affected my sound to where my influences weren't directly from the same places I know a lot of people for them to be, at least in a sense of like how I was raised. Like I wasn't in a music environment. Like, you know, I appreciated music when I had it, of course, like anyone else, but it wasn't like I had, there's a lot of music I didn't listen to until I was like 19. Um, mm. Lots of hip hop I didn't listen to lots of R&B, soul, jazz, like a lot of my references were from like anime and video game scores and TV show scores, like real specific stuff. Um, not like, you know, songs and albums and EPs. I wasn't even listening to an album all the way through to like high school. So. Yeah, I feel like I kind of relate to that too. There's definitely a period where I sort of like I don't know, not that I like took music super seriously because I'm not really making music, but I sort of, it, there's like a moment where it clicked yeah. like back in 2016. I'm like, oh, like albums are where it's at. Like it's like a whole movie, like a little contained universe. Yeah, true body of work, you know? So a lot of that. Mm -hmm. And I think where the location even comes into play is just like being from New Jersey, I think there's a certain sound that came out of the East Coast that can still kind of be recognized there's a specific sound in like philly and even when i started making when the kwamze stuff started popping up people said like oh this gives off like jay-z but i'm like i mm. it could but maybe i don't know i just have an accent like that's like it's <laughs> like oh my bad it's things like that that um it's things that like that that i think my location really came into play just real specific stuff my accent um who I was around based off my location and how that was like a means to like not have that much music around me. Um, so, 
Yeah. Yeah, so it sounds like a lot of your influences in terms of, like, location and your upbringing are a lot less, like, intentional. Um, are there sort of, like, some influences that you're trying to intentionally, like, invoke um, with your new sounds, maybe with your solo stuff or Kwamze in particular? Like, yeah. Um, not as much intentional, like, influence. It's kind of, like, it's kind of come back to, like, a circular point, like, when you start, when I started making music, like I didn't really sound like anybody and I didn't really sound, I don't think my my rapping itself was that great because I didn't have a point of reference for a really long time. But when I started getting into it, um, bigger influences for me were like, like within hip hop and like just music in itself was like a lot of Kanye West, a lot of Earl Sweatshirt, um, Mm -hmm. I would really listen to Isaiah Rashad a lot. Um, I like a lot of what Khalees did and Solange um, and Ooh, nice. um, Solange's later years and whatnot. Um, I think sonically, everything came from maybe, I think sonically, I can be more intentional, like production wise. Um, I had started making beats 2016, got off and got back during the pandemic. So I, I was really intentional. Oh, intentionable. <laughs> I was really intentionable. Well, I said it again. That's crazy. <laughs> I received intentional influences from things like drum and bass and house and dance. Oh, music. yeah. Just real rhythmic electronic stuff. Um, I've always been gravitated toward those sort of things and jazz. Um, I've been gravitated to like a lot of that um, psych rock, like just real. I think I like to be more intentional about what the soundscape is versus like how I'm rapping at this point. Yeah, I think that's that's really interesting. I, I really enjoy the like the lane that you're in, like you and Diz and Wabo and people like that. It's such a good I don't know, Diz didn't really want to admit it. I feel like you guys have such a good sound where if I hear even just like a sample like I'm like, oh, this would be perfect for like Wabo or Kwamze. It's like you guys have sort of already etched a spot in my mind where I'm like, this is the sound that they make, and uh, like I don't. I was at um, Young Wabo's listening party for Mirage, mm -hmm. and when I heard you come on Moron, I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. This is amazing. Um, it's so cool that you guys have already sort of cut out like a little lane. Yeah, man. You know, it's cool. I think, um, you know, it's, it just came with what happened. Like, I think Zay and I both appreciated that sort of sound, you know, for what it was like, you know, as long as we've heard it. When we were teens, like, you know, I was listening to things like, um, I was listening to MF Doom a lot and like Earl Sweatshirt's mm -hmm. one of my favorite, like, artists. I think more so now than before, it's a it's funny enough it's something we just exist in like almost like a passion project because when you go to me and zay's actual interpersonal stuff and the stuff we're going to be like releasing it's not so much of that because that's not it's like there's a way to put it it's it's interesting because it's just like a technique like us doing kwamze is pure technique in the sense where that lane exist based off of just things that we just like like and listen to versus it being mm -hmm. as interpersonal 
as um, it would have been before. So it's, it's it was really interesting, kind of like especially when you hear my my older solo stuff. Like not all of it really sounds like any of that. Um, yeah. Just because that's not what we were on like like actively. And that goes back to um, me saying like Zay and I weren't really intentional when we made Kwamze. It it was just funny that it even just happened that way. We would joke about making like fake stones throw projects when we were like like 2018 and stuff. It was pretty interesting. It worked out really well too. But yeah, it was it was interesting. We're like, oh, oh, I guess you know they gonna see us as like the the art jazz sample guys for a little bit. Okay, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. I like this stuff. I like I like it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's definitely. I don't know how I want to say it, but just when you don't put as much pressure on like needing success or like needing this amount of whatever and just allowing yourself to like freely express, I feel like just even like not even just being genuine in your lyrics, but just genuine in your art. I feel like that comes across to people. Mm -hmm. I agree. Like you're not really trying to create a sound that you don't listen to or like be someone you're not it's just like you're just sort of yeah expressing is there like sort of certain not like message but is there a way that you want people to take your art or like how do you want people to yeah interpret it i or maybe maybe a better question is like what do you want people to get out of listening to your music i think it's um it's more so, I think what I want people to get out of my music is to understand for themselves who they are and maybe for that to be like, okay, like whoever they are. Um, mm -hmm. And it's not something I'm making a conscious effort to do, but I think when you make music or any form of art and it's like a direct reflection of yourself, it's like it's like watching somebody do something that you wanted to do like you, it's like a watch and learn thing like i think it's always been very watch and learn like um this is my life this is how i'm living it this is me being upset this is me being mad this is me doing what i can to get better like i'm putting all that in the music and um i do that all the you know what i mean i do that all the time so with any hope People would do the same just from listening to it and understanding who they are, you know, relating to me in those ways, understanding that, like, they don't have to be alone in certain situations, just stuff like that, you know, stuff that just comes mm -hmm. along with expressing yourself. You just want to be connected to people. You want people to understand or at least respect what you're doing. Um, and I would only ask for people to express and respect themselves the same way I do for myself when I can. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, that's just wanting people to be genuine and not necessarily force things. Yeah. Um, As a, like, sort of underground artist, you could say, or I guess not just like, yeah, it must be hard to sort of manage expectations in terms of, like, goal setting or milestones. How is, like, how do you set, like, I don't know. How do you view milestones as someone that's still early in their career? Like, 
do you put a lot of emphasis on like streams or shares or is it more like your art i don't know it's to a point it has to be both it has to be mm -hmm. you have to you have to maintain that balance the thing that people don't really say often or as far as i know it doesn't seem like people say it often like the the profession i exist in is both art and entertainment you know they're not they're not mutually exclusive so you know, me being an artist, my job is to, you know, express myself in a medium and, you know, not go crazy in the, you know, everywhere in between doing that. While me mm -hmm. being an entertainer means I'm going to have to literally keep in mind, like, performing and, like, my audience and just certain things. And, I, and that's where a lot of the milestones come in from. So I think I like to set my milestones i like to have them but not really put too much weight on them you know if i've been telling myself that i'm gonna be like so oh, superstar like if i've been telling myself i'm gonna reach these certain things since i was 16 and i'm starting to see certain things now like it's you know it's more so that like just just keeping in mind what i already knew i could have done and not letting that get to me, you know, whether it's for better or worse, because that could just, you know, either put pressure on myself or make myself overconfident in what I'm doing. Um, mm. So just keeping, keep just being mindful, just being aware. I'll just make some, like, you know, if we're talking about, like, streaming or Grammys, like, you know, not acting like they aren't milestones. These aren't necessarily easy things to do um, as an entertainer. But just keeping in mind that, like, you know, I don't have to change my art for the sake of achieving milestones, you know, for the sake of, like, going viral or, like, winning awards or getting paid, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I don't know if that answered the question. No, it definitely does. And you even touched on something I was going to bring up after mm -hmm. with how you said you don't necessarily want to change your sound to go viral or, like, yeah a cater to this like social media audience. I mean, that's how I found you was through like, like I said, people like Diz and Wobble and I found them on like Instagram and TikTok. But that form is so like, it's making everything shorter and shorter and songs are like catchier and louder. Um, it must be hard to try to balance like, a, being able to like appeal to the audience you want to appeal but not appeal to but not like feel like you're giving up yeah dude it's it's pretty crazy like honestly i even didn't have a tiktok till like this year and i didn't i still don't use it like mm. the the account that's mine i don't i don't use it and i think knowing that there's a lot of people out there you could reach out to can make you feel crazy when you're not like making an active effort every day to like get this stuff. Like I want as many people to see, like, you know, knowing that you can, but you're not because you just genuinely don't want to, you don't want to compromise on who you are, you know, mm -hmm. um, it can make me feel a little crazy in that regard, but you know, it's a big world. There's billions of people like, it's the same thing as I was saying before, like eventually, like I knew that there would be people who are gonna listen because there's just so many people 
to have come across this. I don't need to maximize the amount of ears to listen because if I keep making the stuff and it all sounds great and it all sounds like me, um, there's going to be plenty of people who are going to come across it, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's definitely a good point. Seven billion people, there's definitely going to be somebody out there. Yeah. Um, I feel like that approach also might have its own benefits too because it allows you maybe to experiment more to where you don't necessarily have to release like a commercial song. I've, I'm blanking on the title of it, but you have the one, like like you said, drum and bass track um, where it's just like the breakdown, the drum breakdown, um, and there's no lyrics at all. I'm, That's one I'm of my favorite alive. tracks. It's called I'm Still yeah. Alive. Yeah, I mean, just stuff like that. I feel like it's super nice to be able to take, not that that's super, like a big chance, but you know what I mean? Like break out of a formula. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the idea of what's even commercial has just been so blurred and like what seems to be conventional, like it's all starting to blur. So just consider it. And it, on top of the fact that even what's commercial and conventional, like changes like all the time. So there's no purpose mm-hmm. in, you can only consider so much of that, you know, like before you're just compromising on yourself. So I'd rather just not even think about it at all and just work with whatever just so happens to seem more, you know, feasible to listen to, if that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, I that that, that does make sense. Um I feel like as an artist, you're definitely not afraid of collaborations. Um, you sort of touched on it a little bit, but is like, is there a different approach you take to your solo stuff versus collaborations that's not just sort of like working with another artist, if that makes sense? Um, like in regards to... I don't know. Like... Do you take your collaborations less seriously than your solo stuff? Or I feel like a lot of the collaborations you do have, you like put names to them, like Kwamze and Driving Indoors. Oh, yeah. Do you do that sort of just, I don't know, because it's cool to have like another thing outside of Kwame Adu exist? Or is it sort of you want to take it more seriously so you make it permanent? Nah, it's just fun. <laughs> like, it's just fun. <laughs> like, when it comes to, like, you got Kwamze, you got Driving Indoors, and I just... I have um, just songs across the, with, with like a lot of my friends like more consistently than others. It's it's kind of the opposite. Like driving indoors existed because me and uh, Frank the Fourth, the other like we, we were high school best friends. He's practically my brother, and it's the same thing mm-hmm. with Zay. Like me and Zay have been like really, 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 really. He's one of my closest friends right now. Like he's practically my brother. So we're just it's just 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 kind of even fun. It's kind of it's kind of opposite. It's like, yeah, not wanting to be so serious. And that kind of leads in that direction where it like solidifies itself. It becomes its own unit, um, especially based off of what I'm doing. Like, like I said, Kwamze is very much like technical. It's not as interpersonal all the time. Like, you know, so it, Kwamze exists in itself as a whole other thing, especially even with Zay, like the beats that Zay's making or that I'm making, like, they're not, Zay doesn't, Zay solo stuff isn't gonna, like, 
feel the same way, like almost at all. It might have the same feeling, mm-hmm. but sonically it's like just a whole different thing. So it's like that, like um, our collaborations in those regards are just, yeah, super raw and they develop into something. Um, a lot of the collaborations I do with like just other artists generally, I think it's the same thing. Like, you know, when you get, I think maybe with other artists, like maybe if I'm just doing collaborative stuff, it could be maybe more serious in that regard. A lot of times people will like, you know, ask me to like, um, do something on their work as of lately, you know? So it's like, Mm -hmm there's a level of intention that's already being brought to me to follow up on. So I think in that regard, you could say it's more serious when it's just like a lot of one-off stuff. Um, But when it's like deeper and like super collaborative, like group stuff, I think that stuff is never really that serious. I think that's also why like a lot of collab projects by like bigger artists never really sound as good or like they're never received as well the same way because most of the time those really 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 like close 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 friends like it just seems kind of arbitrary like i think about like doing a whole project on some rapper shit with like most of my homies it would just kind of be like weird like why am i at your house just making music like (laughs) what are we doing right now (laughs) like turn the switch on Mm -hmm. like it's like that you know yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um. You sort of talked about it a little. I kind of wanted to jump back, I guess. Um. With sort of like setting your own milestones. Um. Recently, you've had Janine hit a million streams on Spotify. Um. How do you feel? Like, how did you sort of feel about that? What is like? Oh, this was a long time coming, or you're sort of surprised that this was the track that did it. Or not that did it, but you know what I mean? Like, this is the one that reached it first. If we're talking Janine specifically, I did not think Janine would be, like, my biggest song. I didn't think... It almost didn't end up on, like, streaming platforms, like, in general. Like, you know, I I didn't take... Like, I didn't... Yeah, I was super surprised for that one to be the one. Um, It's definitely one of my more... Maybe even my most genuine, like, song, too. You know, so looking back i could have maybe seen it but maybe because it was so genuine like i'm not looking at it so much from the outside in to know that this could have really been like my biggest um song to date um Mm -hmm. yeah um but even then like in the bigger scheme of things i've always like been like yeah we're gonna get here so when we did um when avia died um had reached a million i was like you know this is a blessing like we made it we made it long enough to see this thing that we thought would have happened it's like that Mm -hmm. yeah um what do you see like right now in terms of like what do you see as your bottleneck in terms of success like is it sort of the time you have to spend making music the money that you'd have to spend for like tours and stuff or just like the reach, or do you think it's just time? Like, what do you think is the yeah bottleneck? Oh, what's kind of like taking me to the? I guess I mean like what? Yeah, what do you think is? What do you think is not necessarily holding you back, but what do you think is 
like what you're waiting um, i don't know if, I see how to mean. put it like nah like yeah um i think the bottleneck i think what's maybe important in taking me to a next step if you ask me i think i just want to get on maybe just like a larger outreach like a bigger it seems like there's a lot of people who are interested in the music but the thing that changes for all artists is like being on the road um mm. and going on tour and seeing like you know even if it is like 20 or 30 people at a time seeing a bunch of people who know what you're saying in your songs i think that's like the next thing like just being on the road to really tell myself that like oh this is a real thing you know especially when people say like streams do this and streams do that it's very it's usually in the realm of like you know it's still it's still intangible like there's a million streams on janine but it's like that's a lot of plays for a lot of people who i've never met in my life like you know so i think that like the the finishing factor would be just tour just just going on the road because that also means money that also means Mm seeing the people who appreciate my work and i think both of those things are important to maybe just to continue what you're doing you know at a certain point i'm gonna still make music regardless i was making music when i had nothing but um it definitely helps when you know people who you've never met who really like your work that much and it definitely definitely helps when you don't have to worry about bills so Oh yeah. 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 Um I feel like you've had a few like a decent amount of live performances. Um how was your last show like compared to other ones? Uh like my last last show? Um I don't know if it was your last last show. The last one that I saw was the when your little double EP came out, the prayer one. Silly little uh, prayer. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if you I don't know if you've had some since then. Uh, I think I had one or two. Mm-hmm. No, nah, it was one. I think it was. Well, I guess mom. like just in general recently, how have they been going? Have you s- noticed like a change in your live shows, or are you still just? Oh. It's a lot about like outreach and stuff. Nah, yeah, it's definitely. It was really cool. It was definitely rep work. I think Los Angeles being a city of like people, like it's a city known for entertainment but because entertainment is like a purely like people ran people ran not the same way other places are but like um like my homie taylor refers to as like city referral like so it's like the more shows that i did and a lot of them were in la the more people happened to know me as you know, Kwame who raps and his music is fire. Kwame that he does with his homies, A, like it's fire, like go to a show. I have people all the time who be like, no bro, like I always seen you around, but that's crazy. Like I didn't, your music is fire. I didn't even really like know that. I really didn't hear it. And a lot of that came just throughout the summer, just doing a lot of shows, getting reps off, people knowing me as somebody who has a show on Friday, I have a show on Monday, like it was like that. (laughs) So that was one of the bigger changes externally, um, internal change. I've always been a good performer, 
but maybe this just like helped you know just sharpen the sword more i'd say that um kind of like contain any raw energy i had on the stage and really like refine it i think a lot of that too yeah i mean the little video you put out for a silly little prayer is definitely very it's a good way to put it like you said refined um just a cool way to I mean, for someone like me, I'm all the way in North Carolina. I'm not going to be able to go to a show in L.A., but it's still sort of releasing stuff outside of just the music to bring attention in. Yeah. Um, that's one of my bigger, like, favorite parts about music. Like I said, I really like albums and all the stuff, like, surrounding albums. It's really cool. Full-length um, Yeah. yeah. Um, what's sort of, like, the roadmap for the next few months? Uh, I'm going to be releasing a bigger body of work closer to the end of the year um, for my, uh, as myself, as Kwame. Um, so that going into next year, you know, um, still going to be plenty of music going into next year. Um, plenty of music just in the next year. You know, that's not really going to change. Uh, maybe just... The, the goal is, you know, bigger, like just next step stuff, you know, I mean, being on the road, um, mm -hmm. being outside of SoCal to perform more often. Um, yeah, maybe some music that's like not so much what people expect out of me, you know, especially mm -hmm. going back to the Kwamze, like just the, the idea of the sound, the sound has put people in in a position to see me a certain way, which is never really an issue. But I think because, you know, we're all growing at the same time in different paces. Um, I want people to see what I can really do. Like there's things that I haven't done yet that I have, um, that, you know, people haven't got to hear yet. So it's stuff like that, stuff like that. A lot of stuff that people might not expect out of me, a lot of stuff that, um, maybe people will see me like physically next year very likely very um, very likely that's really interesting i feel like um it's pretty i mean from the outside i guess you you said you've been making music for a long time um i guess just from my perspective only found you recently it's kind of jarring to hear like oh i'm going to do something just switch it up now it's not that it's a bad thing i think it's really smart like like you said you don't want like, people have already started to know you for a certain sound through Kwamze. It's kind of interesting that you're taking an intentional choice to, like, break out of that, even as it's just starting to sort of, like, kick up and get you more notoriety. Like, it's very bold. It's, it's you know, it's, I won't say that it's, like, my driving factor moving forward, more so than... It's more so just showing more dimensions of myself because that's that sound still exists. There's more Kwamze, I'll say that much. Like, there's more okay. Kwamze, like that. And even within my solo stuff, like that feeling, that same feeling um, still exists. Like, I'm gonna be hip hop, like, I'm hip hop, like, you know, in the way that people kind of see it a lot. But mm -hmm. I think my job as an artist to show is that the way that people feel when they hear the stuff I have now can still be felt um, 
through other means, through other instruments, through other sounds, through other samples, you know, um, through other genres even, you know, um, mm. even if it's like genre being arbitrary, you know, it, it kind of is all one of the same thing, you know, so, yeah, um, yeah, just a lot of that. I'll say that much more. You know, I wouldn't want to make it sound like I'm stopping. I'm not doing one thing more than it is just showing more things along with the thing I can already do. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm getting what you're saying. Um, in terms of this new solo album, um, are you sort of are you gonna depart from the short form Kwamze EP? Is it gonna be more, um, like when you say album, I guess. What are you thinking with album? Um, the thing that I'm releasing is like, it's more than a, it's more than like four or five songs. It's more than that. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's a lot more than rap. It's a lot more. Yeah. It's a lot more than rap. It's a lot more than chops. It's a lot more than it's longer than 10 minutes. I'll tell you that much. Like <laughs> it's, it's a full body of work, you know? Um, it's, it's. It encapsulates everything that's made up to be me um, up up until now, or at least as of now. Okay, okay, that's that's pretty exciting to hear because I was actually surprised when I like when I first found you and I went to your Spotify page. You have like a pretty deep catalog, um, so it's exciting to hear that like a lot of that stuff from down there is probably gonna resurface or not resurface but Kwame or Kwame is going to be doing more Kwame stuff it's exciting yeah. um it's always nice when you find a new artist and then you go to their Spotify page or their Apple Music page or whatever and you just see like album 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 yeah. more from the artist appears on it's like oh they all nice. about to so eat got... like yeah <laughs> no yeah same way yeah um you know it's it's a good feeling and it it's cool it's cool me being the one making it just like knowing that the stuff before me can get appreciated for what it is, you know, um, whether or not like people like it or not. I think if to a level like me understanding that people like me as Kwame Adu and understanding that Kwame Adu as the artist, this myth, this thing like has existed before then, like, you know, it's really cool for people to kind of see it and appreciate that, you know. Because who did, who would I? It was only so much I could have guessed when I was making that stuff from before, that um, you know I just knew I'd be somewhere. I didn't know how. I couldn't have, you know known where I'd be in that present moment. You know I just known it'd be far. So <laughs> yeah, and that probably like that confidence with your older work probably just comes from being genuine as you're making it. You don't really have to worry about like people finding you out or anything like that yeah um with this new project coming out do you want to sort of like give away any information like title maybe some collaborations all right i'll say this much i'll say this much i'll say this much um it's called shinji's album shinji it's japanese it's a protagonist mm -hmm. from a particular anime um, for those who do know it, they'll kind of get it already. And I think people who don't will kind of get into it once I start like rolling the stuff out. But it's called Shinji's Album. Um, 
It's a little under a half hour long. A lot of the production is me. Got a lot of help from some homies. But yeah, it's mostly me. There's some feet there are some features. Um there are some features, but a lot of it is like homegrown. Like a lot of my like homies like because mm-hmm. the album was made the album was made in almost near finished. Um the album was made summer of last year and I practically finished it summer of this year. So mm-hmm. um it's very much like before the Kwamze stuff started taking off, before Janine, before like me and Aviad stuff started taking off. Like it's it's super genuine. It's super genuine. Um um, yeah. Um yeah. So I'll say that much. It's very interpersonal. It's about me. It's about me. Yeah, and I've I've, I've sort of gathered the vibe just from talking to you this 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 long, like not the type of person to just throw on a feature to try to get publicity or just because their name is big. Definitely, like, sounds like all the collaborations and all the work you put into it is super intentional and more for the sound than anything. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're right, if you're being, if it's, if it's about being intentional, like, I can only do so much with, like, having another artist on a body of work because I'm not opposed to featuring, I'm not opposed to reaching out to people for the sake of, like, them fitting what I'm already doing. But I think for that same reason, if I have an album that reflects on like who I was, like I'm not expecting this person who signed to a major label to be on it, you know, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't see I don't see anything wrong with either. You know, just like we said, this is about why you're doing it. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Yeah, um, in terms of, hmm, so you have the album coming out in November, you said you wanted to sort of get more shows, hopefully outside of um, Southern California, with your recent shows, um, what's sort of like the vibe been, have people been taking the music well, have you been like unexpectedly, people, is it like, is the reaction like unexpected or anything like that? I think, um. Yeah, it's pretty unexpected. You never know who's going to show up because me being in L.A. for a certain amount of time, like, I've, I have, like, a lot, a lot, a lot of acquaintances and people who might just know of me, even if I don't know them. Mm-hmm. So you never really know who's going to show up, you know? And that's not to say people do or don't, depending on the show. But, um, yeah, I've we've... I've had a lot of shows with Zay where it's like we're making like 10 new 10 there's like 10 new people who are like fans on the spot like that's like you know out of out of the blue you know when we did um when we did the Modern Nation Jam Fest and we did we did a set and we opened up for Mavi um mm. like we were one of the sets underneath the Mavi headlining that was like people people were attracted to the sound they kind of take in that same regard. So that like blew us up a lot. Or like, yeah. we'll do shows that it's are- definitely good fit. Yeah, you feel me? So it's like stuff like that, or like shows that are very hip hop orientated. Um, usually expect a lot of people to be like, okay, like we're doing this thing that the people who are coming to these shows like. So 
you never know who's going to go show up, but in those regards, you're going to expect somebody to leave, like, I'll say a fan. And if it's more so, maybe something more broad, maybe if it seems more one-off, like, you know, performances by Kwamze and these other people for this, like, grand, grander thing, that's when you're like, okay, like, we're, we're going to have a good time. Like, we're here to have a good time. You know, it, it depends on the intention of the show. You know, are we the help or are people coming to listen? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Talked about that um, on another interview. Like, definitely would be a vibe shift if you're the headliner versus the opener versus just, like, you're at an art gallery just performing in the corner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and you could still, the most important part of that is that you have to be the same like for all three of those otherwise like i'm not even gonna say otherwise but like most of the people who reach a certain level of success or, or a certain level of notoriety it comes from things like that um if you're able to like wrap your heart out or perform your heart out and there's like two people then you're bound to take off when you when it's time to be in front of two thousand people, like it's really just what it's always been. Mm. What it seems to be, I'll say. Yeah. Um, sort of reaching the end of the questions I had prepared. Is there anything you want to talk about? Um, listen, man, we got um some news a all caps, some news a, some news a is coming. Um, all my homies are coming with something like crazy. Like the people who I've known for years and years before like any of this stuff popped off, like they're coming through and they're doing some crazy things. So, and I'll be around for a lot of that. So, you know, I'm, I'm personally excited for that, you know, along with my own stuff. I'm very excited for what my friends have coming zay um willis who's my favorite color um my close mm. friend dan sully um who's also one of my closest producer friends um keen the cypher like i just have my homie vanessa flair taylor that's my dog like we just lots lots of things lots of things are coming lots of things are coming it's a it'll be a movement era productions um we just um that's my homies out here too just released a TV show, got an acting role in it. Like, it's just a lot, a oh, lot, nice. a lot of cool things yeah. are coming. A lot of cool things are coming. Yeah. Yeah. Out, sort of outside of music, do you have anything, like any other forms of expression or any like hobbies that you're super into? I was acting in the private show, in the series, limited series called Private Show, uh, whoa, in the limited series called Private School. Um, mm. Directed, written by my good friends Jared Bishop and Santino McNaughton at Aroy Productions. That's been like one of the bigger things I've um, done so far. It's what it's a beautiful, beautiful series. Um, it's on. It's already out. It's on YouTube and it's on Amazon Prime. So that's that. That's um, something I've gotten into acting, um, and mostly that. Mostly that I like to just do 
other things like read manga that's that's my other incredible talent <laughs> just read and <laughs> just read and, and play smash brothers oh nice yeah. who's your main uh ness and villager oh yo me too me too well i do lucas and villager oh man i'll throw in isabel isabel sometimes oh you're a sicko too that's crazy <laughs> oh man yeah. yeah kind of my philosophy is who's gonna like what character is gonna be the funniest beating up you right now? <laughs> yeah. Go with Villager. He said, "Why is this dog who's also like what the Secretary of State? Like, what's up with you? Why is she tearing me to bits?" That's the best. That's yeah. a, that's a beautiful way to do it. <laughs> yeah, you gotta add the like demoralizing effect to get in their head. Yeah, yeah, right. You just gotta psych them out. Like you're like, I am, I am Captain Falcon. <laughs> I drive a thousand miles per hour. I'm getting beat by this. Yeah, they're charging child. up the Falcon Punch, and I'm just throwing a fishing rod. Yeah, like what? That was just like me. <laughs> out. Like planting a tree. Man, yeah, you get it. You get it. Yeah. Um, you have any sort of like favorite artists that aren't musicians? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, a lot of my current artists that I've had a lot of focus on. It would be uh, Hideaki Anno, who um, uh, made Neon Genesis Evangelion, um, mm -hmm. a very important anime to um, who I am. Um, or I'll just say it's you know one of my favorites. Um, I've been focusing on a lot of his work, a lot. Excuse me. Um, a lot of that, I guess. I guess Larry David. <laughs> I've been re I've been watching I've been watching Seinfeld and I'm like, wow, this is some crazy TV. This is some crazy TV. So a lot of that, a lot of that. Um, uh, okay, uh, this artist, Okay Ofamata, he's my homie. He's a, a visual like he works in visual art, like painting and oil pastel mm -hmm. and the like. Um, and he's killing it right now very wonderful like super crazy images like it's it's so crazy um yeah when i think about it just, just those those in the meantime yeah you i've noticed the uh kwamze covers are very like very nice where, where did those come from oh the like perfect. cover art funny enough um okay ofomata uh he did the mountain ep cover Mm. Um, so that was the second project he had done that. Um, and the first one was by Adrian Tu. I hope I'm not butchering his last name. I think it's Adrian Tu. And I believe he's noted for Mavi's Let the Sun Talk album cover. I think Ooh, that's what he did nice for. One. But he made the first Motherland, uh, project, um, cover so very much like similar like we gonna make this like real like just earth toned and like just yeah just mm -hmm. textured it's very much that yeah yeah was there like a is there a process behind that did you sort of just like hand them the music and then they give it back or was it like did they listen to the music beforehand? Were they trying to inspire it through the sound or is it just matched up well? I think we might have shown 
I might have shown, might have shown okay the music for Mountain. I don't remember if we showed Adrian for Motherland. We had the songs done though. Like I think in both mm-hmm. cases, excuse me. I think in both cases, um, the music was done first, and we had just a vibe that we wanted to get off. Like like Motherland has, we have basketball jerseys on. Like you know, mm-hmm. it was like stuff like that. Like just just specific references. So just what we're into, um, people to understand like what the music is supposed to be. I think. Nice. I think it's that. Um, I wanted to touch on this before I forgot. Um, how did the sort of name Kwame Adu like come to be what it is? That's not your real name, is it? Uh, it is. Uh, my government oh, okay. name is um Brandon. Um, my my cultural name, my family's from, like my family being from where they from, Kwame, means that um, I'm a male who was born on a Saturday. That's um, just translated from um, my ethnic group. It's like a system that they have mm-hmm. um, in the Ashanti region or in the Akan even. Um, and then it do is like one of my um, one of my grandparents. So okay. it's like that, yeah. So it's it's my name in the same way I look at like Brandon being my name, and yeah. Okay, so well, I was gonna ask if there's like, um, a lore behind the persona, but I mean, if it's just you, that makes sense. A lot of your music is genuine. Yeah, and your solo stuff. Super me. I used to go by Brandon Masenko, and that was a bit out there. And Masenko being like similar to my last name. And also having um, uh, a cool, like, Dragon Ball reference. But I think the more I grew into myself, the more I was willing to see myself for who I was. And that is, you know, that was Kwame Adu. Nice. Um, Maybe for someone that hasn't heard your music before, what would you say would be, like, three to five essential songs they should go check out if they want to get a sense of who you are? Um, I think before this album is out, I'll say Janine. <laughs> I have a song called um, Counting Losses from early, early last year, early 2021. Um, and probably, this is a really good question. Um, probably prayer. I'm gonna say prayer. I'm gonna say, yeah, Janine, counting losses, prayer. Sweet. Um, yeah, I'll just do a little outro here. Um, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. I'm Ewan, a.k.a. DJ Off Belay. I was here with Kwame Adu for this installment of the Alt-Rap Pipeline Deep Cuts on WKNC 88.1 FM HD1 Raleigh.